Hello and welcome to this very special edition of the Breaking Bread Podcast. So today we have not one, not two, but three guests for you joining us today. So joining your hosts, me and Carl, are Greg from We Are Beer, Ollie from Dig Brew, and Dig Brew's very own head brewer, Donica. I'm mega excited to bring you this episode. Basically, We Are Beer organised beer festivals all around the country. I think they had one in London, they've got one in Bristol and they've got one in Edinburgh and now Greg after making them really successful has decided to bring his beer festival to Birmingham. Central Beer Festival starts one week today so Friday the 5th of July and then there's two sessions on the Saturday the 6th of July too. There's craft beer from 30 breweries including most of the Midlands favourite ones. There's great food from Brad Carter, food from OPM, baked in brick your craft that you'll, you'll hear all about this in the podcast and then there's some great music as well from there's dj sets from the kaiser chiefs dj yoda so this isn't your average beer festival this is a celebration of the craft movement and as you're here in this podcast it's one that's definitely worth checking out anyway so no more of me waffling on welcome to greg ollie and danica hello and welcome to the breaking bread podcast today we are here with greg ollie and danica Greg's obviously from We Are Beer. We're here today to talk about Central Beer Festival. And then Donica and Ollie are from the amazing Dig Brew, which is where we are today recording this. Um, I'd like to get started by talking a little bit about We Are Beer, how this all come about. So I'll pass it on to Greg. Thanks, thanks. Um, Yeah, so uh, We Are Beer started in uh, 2013. um, And it's the name of our company and what we we do we have four festivals so we started in 2013 with the london craft beer festival i was working uh, in advertising doing a lot of work with with alcohol brands uh, my buddy dan was uh just set up an event space and we were thinking about stuff we could do we had all sorts of ideas but the one that came through was to, to run some festivals i guess that was just at the start of the modern craft beer boom so we rung up a few people that we'd heard of and tried their beers and beaver town brewery was one logan uh, you know a guy from um, from the midlands himself uh you know he was gone on to build one of the biggest breweries in the uk but they was at the time just pumping wort out the bottom of his barbecue restaurant wort being you know what you make beer of before it's uh fermented um and and a lot of the great breweries at that stage were doing that anyway we we, we grew up kind of as the whole scene has exploded and um, a few years back, we quit our jobs to go full time at this um, and various different beer scenes have kind of got in touch with us really about doing what we did in London in their cities. So we expanded into Bristol and Edinburgh and now and now Birmingham. Did you quit your job after you've had a couple of festivals? Or... Yeah, yeah, I'm not totally stupid. I might I might look like I am, but no, we uh, <laughs> we we built it for a few years and it was a bit of a you know side hustle <laughs> and um we just wanted to contribute and we realized that we weren't brewers but we could you know i was a marketer and dan was an events person and so together we had really something well. that we could contribute that was missing from the scene at the time um so we spoke to the guys and you know worked backwards and forwards with the brewers and and that's really you know how it how it started it was a sort of a light bulb moment where you realized right we can do this full time now uh yeah i think i'd love to say that that light bulb moment was 
that we saw um, vast profits dropping in, but that wasn't that wasn't the case. What we saw was we knew we'd created something good year one. The vibe, the atmosphere, the way that the breweries were talking about what we'd done. Um, we changed a few things within beer festivals quite drastically that had never been done before. So the all-in ticket model, because that was all about discovery and exploring new flavors, which is you know what what craft beer, what breweries like Dig and everyone d- does. You know, it's about doing that. So moving to an all-in ticket model allowed the punter to come in and just enjoy and discover and kid in a sweet shop or Allison down the rabbit hole and do that. And, and the brewers get to talk about that. So that was one bringing in good food and music was the other. So although we lost money, um, we knew we were on something good because the vibe was great. Everyone was having a good time. We just knew we had to build towards it. So the light bulb moment came when we realized that we could start to build it into a business. Because all the breweries that were involved, were they all open to the idea of not charging per glass like you do normally at a normal beer festival? Uh, a few visionaries were, you know. A few really got that that's what we were doing and that a beer festival... A beer festival for us isn't really about moving through volume and the breweries, you know, trying to make a margin off that. The breweries are going to make their business and build their businesses by selling beer in bars and to wholesalers and in their own bars. So the festival became a plat is really a platform to connect with thousands and thousands of drinkers um, and and get their brand, get their philosophy, get people engaged. So when they leave there. You know, they're going, great. Uh, you know, I love I loved Dig Brew's beer. You know, I love the Colonel's beer. I love Burning Soul's beer. I'm going to look for them. You know, I'm going to buy a pint of that beer. And that's that's how the businesses are building rather than just trying to shift volume at a festival. So a lot of people probably be unaware of what we're on about in the fact that the ticket covers all... It's all beer? Is it all soft drinks as well and everything else uh it, it's it's all the beer uh there are lots of other drinks companies doing sampling there they might sell on top like a, a cocktail or, or something yeah but by and large your ticket pricing covers all of all of the beer uh and that means um we do have a we do have a soft drink square root soda coming up um from 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 tottenham and uh they'll do some sampling but you can buy a soft drink too but mainly it's all of the beer so you could look at it as a you know, a drink all you want festival, but that's not what it's about. It's about coming and really it's about discovery, discovery and exploration. That's exactly what it was about. So you go in, you've paid for your ticket. You're not in the mindset of like, oh, I've got this much money or I've exchanged this for these tokens and this beer is worth that much and this beer is worth that much. You're in a transaction mindset and we're British. We're in a transaction mindset. We're looking for value for money. (laughs) And so people start going, I'll have whatever's strongest or what's rarest rather than what we wanted to put is once you're in all beers are on an equal footing and it's about enjoying the beers that are on there so if you go in and you're like i want to try some new lagers or i want to try some sour beers or i want to try some uh, ipas or stouts and you can just kind of enjoy and explore uh, you know from all of the different breweries so it changed it quite dramatically it feels like a lot of money up front but actually, if you go to a normal beer festival or you go to a, a pub that's got great beer on or, or, or any pub these days, to be honest, and you're there for five hours having a really great time, you're going to slip through that money pretty quickly. Oh, <laughs> so, you'll spend way more than the ticket yeah, price. Way yeah. more. We feel it's really good value. Um, and did you do it from the off? So from the yeah. first festival, that was always the case? Pretty much. There was a few little square sally doors. We tried to like give a token for every bar and everything. Well, what we realized is just give people 100 mil 
sample pores of everything. And actually, once you take that away, people do, you know, once you take the restrictions away, people actually look after themselves. They, they want to they wanna have a good time, you know. And a craft beer drinker is there to enjoy the product, you know. It's there to enjoy the flavor. It's not there to try and get through as much beer as, 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 as possible, which, you know, a lot of beer festivals traditionally were that kind of volume drinking thing, which is not really what what you know what you guys make, you guys make beer for, what the whole industry is about. Really, it's about enjoying the flavors and enjoying the new creative you know processes that go into to making delicious beer. Yeah, there's a lot of new beers and a lot. Of, it just seems like every week there's some type of new beer. You got these these lot, these lot to blame for that. They, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They, you know, it it is a creative process. Uh, beer, I think, you know, that is what's driven it from a brewing perspective, from a brand perspective. Like, there's an opportunity to be really creative with with what's going on, and the rules are there to be inspired by, but also to break. Do you know what I mean? And so, we just tried a. Uh, uh, what was the lager beer we just tried? Oh, uh, Hell Light. We've done this new lager called Hell Light. And it's like a light American lager. Released it on American Independence Day. And it's kind of like uh, the antithesis of what the craft beer industry was against. So it's like uh, all the brewers, usually, they're drinking lagers because they're sick of drinking things with so much flavor. So they want... When they go home, they want to drink something that's less flavorful. So we've developed a beer like that, like Hell Light. And then we've, we've also, in the fridge in the back, I've, I've got some cola beans uh, that are soaking in vodka uh, to go into uh, 6% mild. So it's <laughs> cola mild. No way. Yeah. So cola actually comes from cola beans, Coca-Cola originally. All right, that sounds amazing. So that's exactly what it's about. So those rules, like, you know, craft was a reaction against something like american rice beers but actually you know what if you make it right there's an appreciation for that and you can kind of be creative with it and play with it um so yeah there are new beers all the time it can be quite hard to keep abreast even working in the industry but uh you know that is part of the fun and i I think it's the same with any bit of culture you know if you look at like art or music things go off in random tangents and you end up with huge sounds that are pulling influences from everywhere and then suddenly it goes right back to kind of minimalism and stripping everything away and that's just that's just creative culture and i think beer is is just the same now you see it in food right you see it in food fusion cuisines and people doing really really extravagant things and then someone's like no we're going back to like provenance and treating a single piece of meat with the exact you know yeah, uh, and respect that, it deserves and that goes too far and you end up with one thing on your plate <laughs> yeah it goes too far and you're like fuck this is boring it was like, what the get fuck, someone man? get someone to put some you know <laughs> glitter and sprinkles and you know and we'll pull in this fusion you know this food and, and fuse it with that food and we'll take influences from everywhere uh, that's just beer you know that's just beer so you do get these cycles going on but i think if you're a punter, that to be honest, not to just big up the festival, but that's why often you can come to these things. You, you find your own way through it. You know, you'll have some great classic lagers there. Like the UK is making some incredible lagers right now um, that I think stand up to any, anything really in the world. Like, it's, you know, centuries of 
German and Czech brewing tradition. We're making some really great lagers. You'll have that alongside an imperial stout that has, you know, vodka soaked tonka beans or cocoa or someone's throwing, you know, half a ton of Oreos in the mix because what the hell, you know, and that that's part of the fun of it, you know, and, and, and actually I think people should be celebrating, you know, it's really exciting that people are making this kind of beer and having this much fun in, in all of the cities around the UK and, and now, you know, in Birmingham too. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy beers out there. Yeah. I had a um, tiny rebel beer the other day. Got a load off the missus for Father's Day. Well, off my daughter, I should say. And uh, one of them was the Jam Donut Tiny Rebel Beer. Has anyone tried that one? I've not. I've no, not. it's insane. It doesn't sound that nice, to be honest. But I thought, I've got to try it. And it, it, I don't know how they've done it. They've made it taste like a Jam Donut and beer, and it tastes nice. It's, it's funny you say that. It was like uh, our festival in Edinburgh in a venue called the Biscuit Factory, which was home to Crawford's Biscuits, which was where the Jammy Dodgers started, the chocolate bourbon, a whole bunch of like, you know, biscuits that we've all grown up on and, and still eat. And so, yeah, one of the breweries we had from Bristol took that as inspiration and they made a whole, a whole bunch of, um, a whole bunch of different biscuits. And I think, I think it was the, there was a shortbread biscuit where they actually, there's an off flavor within beer, which is, in a lot of beers called diaster which gives you a slightly butterscotchy flavor so they you know actively try to get you know produce some of that within the beer to 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 get the to get the shortbread thing through it's part of their intention so yeah there's you can draw inspiration from from lots of places so after you started the first one in london where was the next one uh so london started 2013 um and then we had breweries from bristol come to that and they said come to bristol and do the same for us over there so bristol started in 2016 uh, and on the first bristol festival um some of the guys from edinburgh had come down they were like you know what we'd love to have a festival we the scene's growing we'd love to do one so that started 2017 2018 we grew our london one quite big so that became a big focus we were up to about 10 12 000 people there and then this year we felt we had time and space and energy to to start one more you know i was from the midlands originally and i think birmingham itself has when you look at the modern beer scene from a national picture while birmingham's got incredibly rich beer heritage it's maybe lagged a little bit behind um london bristol manchester and, and leeds but in the last couple of years um particularly in the last year it's felt like a massive change breweries like dig the other guys we brewed the beer with you know um burning soul you know glass house there's there's a lot of young breweries in around birmingham and the midlands more broadly so it felt like an exciting time to come to the to the festival i knew dig bus from coming to raves here when i was <laughs> 16 17 and say so, yeah we, we kind of came back and explored it a bit and did our research and um yeah that's how we ended up here so just let people know whereabouts in big Biff is it so it's at 119 floodgate street so it's part of the kind of group that run the custard factory and all of yeah. those events but it's a it's a new event venue it's had a couple of bits and bobs in there but they're doing some work on it literally as we as we speak it's perfect for what we want to do it's wonderful street art insides 
got that raw industrial feel it's got a couple of rooms so it's going to work really well for for, for for what we do just you know a stone's throw from where we are right now at, at digbury what can people expect on the day you arrive you've got your ticket once you're in you you walk straight in and you get our our glass uh festival glass and then you go in and uh you're going to be hit by about 30 different breweries. They all have their own bar pouring anywhere between two, three, four, five, six different different beers. All the local ones from around here. Yeah, they? we've got we've got about uh, ten or so Midlands breweries. You know, ten or so from the best of the rest in, uh, in the UK, and then um, a few international ones. We've got some breweries flying in from Denmark and, and Sweden to to come and pour poor beers you know for the first time really we've got then a you know you'll enjoy that you cruise around try lots of beers there's a dj stage in there we've got kaiser chiefs ultimate power um uh, dj yoda playing there's a bit of live art to look at and then you cruise through and you're going to come to our food courtyard we've got chef brad carter he's running two evening servings of a, of a special grill with ocean boy uh you've got baked in brick original patty men and the pure craft kitchen and bar cooking up a storm so you're going to come in you're going to have five hours of like amazing amazing fun and then probably buy a ticket for the next day i guess <laughs> Letting people know it's on the Friday and the Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. So each ses- each the festival runs in three different sessions. So it's 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 Friday, uh, the the fifth, uh, from six till eleven, and then Saturday from eleven thirty a.m. to four thirty p.m. and then again from six till eleven. Here we all go home and have a nice sleep. I think it was two weeks ago or something. We we uh, came to the launch that was here at Big Brew. It was brilliant. I might want to pass on to Donica for this. We'll just talk about Clear and um, how that came about. Or yeah, yeah, start. yeah, yeah. And, I think yeah. And nothing too technical. Just give us a like because um, I know it was a collab between yourself and a few. Yeah. So we. Uh, we Although it looked the... like you'd done most of the hard work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we got the the guys in Purity, uh, Burning Soul, and Twisted Barrel, and the guys from We Are Beer were here as well. Uh, so we. Uh, well, I developed the recipe with, uh, with loads of votes. So it was uh, really, really pillowy, um, really cloudy, proper in, in season of what people are drinking dur- during the summer. 4.8%. So loads of, loads of citra hops in the Whirlpool. It's a nice juicy American hop. Um, and Yukonot as well. And in uh, in the dry hop, it was Yukonot Cryo, which is a like cryogenically frozen hop. Uh, so it's the, um, ty- like the, the bud of the flower cryogenically frozen like minus 32 degrees so it's more intense so that's what gives it the aroma um, and we use their house yeast for it. you might not be able to answer this but wonder someone will uh, was it is it something you do at every festival you get all the local breweries to brew a special beer or yeah yeah we um we try and work with a local brewery or a set of local breweries and just have some fun really same values that we have with the um with the festival of collaboration of of you know of of celebrating the process of making beer of the connection between the breweries all that kind of stuff yeah we try and do do a beer that that sets that out so for this one for the beer central beer what we wanted to do was pull together breweries from all around uh the midlands really so hence coventry uh warwickshire and and birmingham itself we did ask a couple from nottingham but unfortunately didn't fit with their schedule so anyway everyone came down for the day and the boys here kindly gave us some great hospitality we all kind of brewed together talked about the beer and yeah it's, it's launched 
this week, last week, sorry, and then and it's being launched. So I'll let Ollie actually talk a little bit more about the the sort of concept behind the beer and the the brand. Yes. Yeah, so have we have we mentioned the beer is called Clear, and then as Don Duncan said, it's a four point eight percent pale, which is fairly well placed to hit most of people's plans on the festival day, really. Um, at least most people will, will at some point touch on a session pale ale. And then as Donica said, with the, the kind of the cryogenically frozen hops, very expensive, but I mean, it's a bit of fun really for the festival. It allows us to kind of explore different ingredients that we'd normally have to think very carefully about using if it was to go into like a more commercially oriented batch of beer. And then also from a sales perspective, you've got five different people advertising that it exists. So it's quite easy to flog it. So we weren't too worried about the cost. <laughs> and then, yeah, I guess it was normally when you do a collab beer, it's sort of with one other brewery or sometimes we do it with like a, a an entity completely not brewery related. So we've done, we've done collab beers with opera companies and my barber is trying to convince me to do one with him, which I'm saying yes for it <laughs> at the moment. But doing five, is it five different? There's us. Burning Soul, Twisted Barrel, We Are Beer, Purity. So it's five different kind of like egos to fit into one. Uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) To fit into one like small 440 mil package. So we kind of, I suppose, compromised in that we decided to just make lots of different labels for it instead. But the story is that growing up in the Midlands, at least I think the majority of us grew up in the Midlands around about the same sort of time, sort of like late uh, 80s, early 90s, maybe early 80s for some people. We kind of have this shared history that actually all these little like details from um, are quite common between all of us. So even if someone was grew up in Wolverhampton and someone grew up in Coventry, like we all kind of agreed that the the souped up pretty much destroyed Renault Clio for the seventeen year old like gangs was was the car of choice. Um, so that's where the the name Clio came from, um, and then the the initial badge which we released for the for the can which came out last week was a a pretty shoddily painted Renault Clio badge uh, that I did. Um, but leading up to the festival, um, throughout the end of this week and start of next week, and all the way up until like this, the the date at which it happens on the fifth, we're going to be releasing loads more of these little kind of emblematic logos for the beer um, that are based on different sort of stories about like parties in parks, skate parks other kind of nefarious activities that teenagers may or may not get up to. Misspent youth. <laughs> Misspent youth is like a nice umbrella term. Um, so but Clio is like the, the name. So there's going to be a hemp-based beer then at some point. <laughs> there's a, a hemp-based ethos, I suppose. <laughs> is this beer just on sale just for the festival or are you going to continue it? No, no, no. We're on? selling it all around the Midlands, really. Well, in fact, we're probably selling it. Yeah, we're selling it all around the country to kind of our customers kind of far and wide uh we're going to be taking quite a lot of cans of it to the festival because i think vip ticket purchases will be in receipt of one which is nice and we're pouring it in the tap room which is down the road uh there's lots of bars that are kind of in support of the festival which have taken it for their taps throughout birmingham which is great and then it's also obviously pouring in like all the tap rooms of all and all the bars of all the other like fellow collaborators um so it's 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 nice that we all get to kind of like show the same beer at the same time. It's almost like a Birmingham beer produced by all the people from yeah, Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great idea. And it tastes fantastic as well, by the way. I'm really happy. Really I think nice it's, it's my favourite thing we've brewed all year. Yeah. 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 Really like it. I just wanted to ask about when you were asked to do the festival, 
did you know about it before you were invited to do it or and how did you feel about the whole kind of not charging per pint or per glass like a normal one and the whole did you have any pushbacks or reservations or, or did you did you already know about the festival anyway like <laughs> um well i like the pushbacks on the 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 free whatever like absolutely none at all um i mean it's 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 a model which i mean i guess for the past what i've written number done it past six years or so like you've been you've been doing so it's it's well established now and it's it's definitely the favored model from a brewer's point of view because these these festivals can be very hectic to organize from a brewer's point of view and 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 it allows the kind of organizers to take control of the beer. They just buy the beer off us. We pour it for free. We get to go and enjoy ourselves. We're not worrying about wastage. We're not worrying about whether or not it was worth taking all of this beer. We're going to make any money on it. Like we know the deal. We're there to have fun. We're there to exhibit like new things that we've brewed, experimental. And, and also like you, you get to take a bit more of a risk because the customer's not going to come back up to you and be like, do you know what, mate? I didn't like this. Can I have my money back? Not that that usually happens with beer, but like you said, with the transaction mindset, whether or not they're going to come back and ask for their refund, like there's still that kind of like judging whether or not it was worth it. Whereas when everything is there just to be exhibited and to be enjoyed, people's minds are in a completely different place. So it's a really, really nice way of doing a festival. Obviously knew a lot about We Are Beer through London Craft Beer Festival mainly. Um, I was obviously aware of Bristol and Edinburgh as well. I never went to any of them, unfortunately. Watched them on Instagram quite happily um, or unhappily. And then I suppose it was realistically, I think we it was we very thankfully won the uh, Reservoir Award, which was our first kind of formal interaction with We Are Beer, and then that kind of we already knew that because of winning that award, we would be part of the, the Beer Central Festival, which was obviously fantastic news. And then I'd like to think maybe if we hadn't, we'd still be invited to it anyway. So yeah, I mean it was definitely like a snappy handoff kind of situation from uh, from our point of view, which is great, and it's like a lovely opportunity. And I think from a, a Digbeth Theon, if that's a word which I just made up, can be a new word if you like. Point of view, I'm from like a someone who works in the craft beer industry, or maybe it's more correct to call it the beer industry now, since those two things are becoming blurred. Like it's, it's there's an interesting kind of parallel. Like Digbeth is, is going through its own gentrification, and there's these different steps, and then there's different players that get involved, and some of them have a lot more money than others, and some of them have more kind of corporate or commercial interests than others. And then as a case of like, you know, just being in this place in this city in Europe, which is the youngest city in Europe, like it's just interesting to like be a part of those like shifting tectonic plates, like architecturally. And then I think craft beer is very much like you said, like 10 years ago, you were looking at brewers like the Colonel and Beavertown who were pioneering this new like wave of beer in the UK, which was very much a like a, a stylistic change in the way in the liquid that people were drinking. 10 years ago. Like we couldn't have produced like what we were talking about earlier, the hell light, because we would have been laughed at. But because it's become much more of a like a thing that's not consigned to the beer, like breweries are much more a cultural thing, community thing. It's taken on what what the, what it's like in America, where the brewery is your local pub. Whereas now we have tap rooms in England, uh, we have events in tap rooms. They're, they're taking on a whole new persona that's completely different to just the product, whereas what they were 10 years ago. Obviously, it has for this festival, but you know, at most other festivals, competitiveness is when the breweries at like how much we're going to sell. Or... I suppose there's always going to be a competitiveness between people within the same industry and removing the commercial element of that is for the better, really, of the festival. 
is that something that kind of appealed to you as well? Oh yeah, certainly. Like it's it's nice to to take your beers. I mean, I say it's nice. It's it's fucking amazing for us to go and be able to pour our beers next to the likes of like McKellar, and then like Verdant, and I mean, who else is pouring? It's like it's endless, isn't it? Like Cloud Water. Like for us to even be pouring beers in the same room as them, and then be able to take like your beer over to their stand and sort of do swaps and just talk about what it is that you've been making and and what your favorite beer at the festival is and what your least favorite beer, or I don't really talk about what the least favorite beer is but like to have that conversation in person is like a really really exciting opportunity for us as young as a young brewery in this like in this in this world and the nice thing about the way that these festivals are set up is that I genuinely feel as though like the that friendly competitive supportive um, environment like passes on to the customers or the guests or whatever they're called and this situation where they they get to feel as though they're part of this industry as well and it's very supportive and it's a very like warm environment and then like kind of what i was going to try and like bring it back to is about like that i feel like craft beer is in a, maybe like a parallel universe similar to dig in that like it is a thing that is becoming and lots of people are starting to understand their position to it rather than it used to just be this thing that like oh i don't know about that but now it's it's becoming a it's becoming a part of the normal kind of conversation of beer like it's not you know even like two years ago like wholesalers were just like oh we don't do craft beer and like that just sounds ridiculous now and it's becoming far more of the mainstream and like what you'll see at like beer central and london craft beer festivals and you would have seen at bristol and edinburgh if you'd been to them is the kind of the cutting edge of that and the kind of the most kind of like focused breweries on that kind of mission which started 10 years ago it's very different to what it was then and it's getting bigger and it's getting richer and um obviously that brings problems but it brings solutions to those problems as well. So if you want to see the, I wouldn't say the best, but the kind of most overworked and tired of us, like, um, yeah, Get your violin, this is so. the festival to go to. <laughs> For me, it definitely feels like a real festival. It's fun, exciting, whereas a lot of the time, their festivals aren't. They're not always welcoming. I don't want to slag any other festivals off, but I'm just saying... This no, is no, one no, of the only of course, festivals yeah. that feels like a festival. When we came here for the launch, everyone was mixing. It was good fun. And we, we as kind of outsiders, felt a bit of a part of all the, all the brewers and we got to have a good chat. I think we, we come away saying, well, if, if we've learned nothing else tonight, we've learned that brewers are really nice people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I think that is, you know, like, it's a great industry to work in. No joke, like what Ollie was saying there about, overworked and tired like everyone puts in a shift all the time you know and beer is a scale game so there is money but it's you have to get big to a degree to be able to do that people are excited by it but the the reward is is it's a great scene to be involved with uh it's a great vibe to 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 kind of be in on um and and you mentioned earlier about what was the moment where you kind of thought we had something well it was year one that it was a pack that people were leaving this festival going, wow, that was like a, a great experience. Whether you were a, a beer geek or I like beer or not, you could come and just enjoy one, the product, but enjoy the whole experience of being, you know, with amongst the brewers, amongst the whole scene. And, and yeah, that still, that still resides today. You know, that's what it's about more than anything, really. More than, you know, it was born of these things, but it, independence, passion, et cetera, et cetera. But it, it is it's as much the camaraderie it's as much the collaboration the sharing of the ideas being inspired by each other's creativity you know having someone you respect vibe off your product and vice versa that's what 
gets people excited like any like any creative scene whether that would be music or art or anything else just the people are nicer and a little bit more drunk if there's people how do they get the tickets in can they just turn up at the door or have they got to get a month before or they can turn up at the door, yeah, but um, we'd much prefer it if they <laughs> went to um, beercentralfestival.com uh, and uh, they can just pick up pick up tickets off, off the website uh, off the website there. And tickets sold pretty well for it so far. Uh, they're moving. They're moving. For year one, we always know it's, it's hard work. So, uh, you know, but it's, it's looking like it's going to be a really great show. So we're, we're already very, very happy with where we're at, but... We'd love, love every one of your listeners to come down and 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 uh, enjoy themselves with us and and you yeah. guys too. Yeah, we'll put some links up as well. So people thank find you very it. much. Just briefly, probably the last thing I wanted to ask about. I just remembered it there. Obviously, we've got the food and the music and everything. So if you don't drink, you can enjoy that. But I think non-alcohol beer seems to be something that's changing. Absolutely, it's quite yeah. fashionable now. I mean, it's something I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, it's so funny. Like, yeah, non-alcoholic beer was something that was not great, you know, for a long time. But there's one brewery called Big Drop that I think are making some really, really delicious beer. They're, they're, you know, coming to the festival. So there will be no alcohol beer. There's, you know, big low alcohol movement amongst the craft brewers. Actually, even with the no alk. So there's a brewery, Mikola. They have a beer called Sip of Sunshine. Um she had it here in Birmingham at the at pint shop. Fantastic beer, you know. And I and I think that is part of, you know, the word craft. If there is, it's still there. It's these guys putting their expertise, putting what they know about the process of making beer, and and, and trying to get as much flavor out of there. So there's some absolutely banging no alk or low alk, uh, no and low alk beers at the moment. So yeah, absolutely. I'm sure I've seen that uh, Brewdog were going to do some uh, non-alcohol sour beer and stuff like that. Right. Okay. I. I yeah. Right. There you go. You're ahead of the curve, man. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I know that they'd done uh, punk AF, punk alcohol yeah, yeah. free. Uh, I think they had nanny state before. Nanny but but I, you know, I think the big shift here is that it's not just about the designated driver. It's about people wanting good flavored, you know, no out drinks. Like people being a bit more health conscious. And certainly, people within the beer industry recognizing that you. You know, working in that, you have to have your limitations, and you have Everyone to have your to, your checks and balances in 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 every aspect of life, and 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 drinks are, are one of those. Uh, you know, and and then even without beer, you know, looking at other brewed drinks like kombuchas and you know various other bits and bobs. This is all this is all interesting interesting areas and and relevant areas for us to be. I'm not sure if is it if they're at the festival. I think um, there was a company that's doing like non-alcohol rum, non-alcohol gin. And- we had, I, I don't think they're coming, but we do work with a couple of non non out yeah. brands. We worked with Strike and uh, Strike. That's who I see. Yeah, yeah, they were at our Edinburgh festival. They're going to be in London, unfortunately, due to event clashes, couldn't make it to Birmingham. But yeah, it's a big, it's a big part of it. You know, a big part of of of, of the future of it. And uh, you know, and actually, every drink's to be treated with respect, whether it's a, a no alk beer that has its place or a 12% imperial stout you know that's not a beer to be drunk in a pint that's a beer to be you know savored and enjoyed amongst friends and and talked about and get engaged with so every scale you know every every brew every every creation of a drink has its has its has its role has its purpose 
So there really is something for everyone at this festival. So. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And we got a little bit of wine. We got a few spirits. You know, not everyone is a hundred percent a beer drinker. And over five hours, you know, you'd like to to mix it up. Uh, we've got Chapel Down coming from Kent. Now they make bloody cider, wine, and beer. You know, and they've they've just started their brewery, and they they are bringing you know a lot of wine expertise that they've built up into into the beer i had a beer of theirs that they made with wild beer that you know they're using bacchus wine yeasts and they're aging english chardonnay i think it was english chardonnay barrels uh delicious you know so there is one there is a beer i will guarantee you whether you're not a beer drinker we will 100 percent guarantee that's uh you know you can come and find me i'll give you a refund if i don't find you a beer that you don't absolutely <laughs> love even my mum, who doesn't drink beer who's been to every single one of our shows no matter where it was she fell in love with Mikola's Spontan Raspberry, which is a highly complex, incredibly expensive beer. But that was the one that she absolutely, absolutely loved. Um, so we will find you that. But if not, you know, and you want to mix it up, there are a few other few other drink options uh, at the festival for sure. One of the things when we were coming into Birmingham, actually, when we, you know, uh, and, and in no way meant this by disrespect from a beer perspective, Birmingham felt like it was a couple of years behind in terms of the amount of breweries. There's some really great young breweries, but maybe hadn't had its like breakthrough brewery on a national level yet. I'm pretty sure these guys are going to be there and, and, and one or two others as well uh, are garnering a lot of national attention. But from a food perspective, I can know, like, you know, there's the amount of Michelin stars, you know, original paddy men baked in brick, et cetera, et cetera. That was really awesome. But to be honest, we had one name on our list that we really, really, really wanted. And that was Brad Carter, because I think he represents a lot of what we love about food and drink as a whole, but what we love about beer. Um, so we went, we went up to Mosley, uh, you know, like all good chefs, there's a level of intensity and a level of making sure you're Right, and we but we had a really great chat. The man absolutely loves beer. You know, he he is a beer list that's second to none really in the country. There's there's only a few other restaurants, Timberyard up in Edinburgh. Uh, you know, uh, some of the 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 Clove Club group down in down in London. Everyone's taking beer more seriously, but these guys are really leading the way. So to get Brad to come down to the festival, do a special menu. Uh, you know, link him up with a couple of a couple of breweries as well, so we can pour some beers alongside. Was, to be honest, a bit of an honour for us. Um, so yeah, really stoked. Yeah, no, I Valtteri's beer list. It's really really good. He's got one of my favourite ciders, the Drunkenton's Organic one as well, which is just as far as cider goes. I don't drink a lot of cider, but if I see that, yeah, I'm definitely having it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. My favourite story about that cider, that's Dunkerton's, right? Yeah. And the owner used to run Colt Clothing. Okay. It was the same guy or the same family. Remember Colt Clothing back yeah, in the day, which was one of the reasons we used to jump on the fucking train from Leamington to come into Birmingham. And then he built that, and from that he built what's the big brand? Super Dry, right? So Super Dry came out of that whole thing, and he's part of the ownership. Yeah, it's a it's an awesome Wikipedia hole, but you know, and now, <laughs> now they and now, like they, and now they make like bang insider. I mean, like, what a dude! Oh, wicked! No, and you've got a couple of local lads as well from the Digbrough area coming into doing food as well yeah yeah absolutely uh so so yeah it was just actually uh with with lee in baked and brick eating some nice pizza and burrata salad delicious uh you know uh again big beer big beer fan you know they actually were just over at purity making some beers as well um 
uh we've got then obviously uh the original original petty men you know who who beer have a beer is a big part of what they do up there and you know collaborated a lot with siren and, and then obviously pure craft as well you know so purity you know super classy organization makes you know really really consistently delicious beer have been doing it a long long time uh you know set up in the center of birmingham did a lot with with the, with the simpsons crew about pairing beer about illustrating that beer is a fantastic uh, accompaniment to to all different kinds of food so yeah that is a big big part of of what we do and outside of birmingham as well we've worked with loads of fantastic chefs and restaurants and um yes yeah, it's, it's a big thing for us pushing pushing beer and food you know like i love wine but you know i guess it's our mo to try and like steal as much drinks list space off of them and, and, and get as much beer onto there as possible wicked perfect yeah it's a massive thank you to the three lads here today and obviously to carl really look forward to seeing you all next friday saturday friday and saturday seven days from friday from when this comes out cheers fellas thank you well there it is i hope that whetted your appetite for what i believe will be an amazing festival there are still tickets available so just purchase them you can head over to central beer festival social or, or the website all the links for that will be in the, the show notes it's friday the 5th of july and saturday the 6th of july to celebrate this brand new festival if you head over to breaking bread podcast facebook that's breaking bread podcast uk the link for this is also in our show notes we've decided to do a little facebook competition where you can win yourself two free tickets to the festival all you have to do to be in the running for this is to like our page, like Central Beers Festival's page, and then share the competition post. If you do this, you'll be entered into competition, and this will run until Wednesday the 3rd of July, where we will pick just one lucky winner at random. So good luck with that. All the links to our social media can be found also in the show notes, so go and check that out. We'll be back Monday with our normal episodes. This Monday's episode is... an absolutely fantastic interview with chef ben taylor so he's the obviously head chef and owner of one of our favorite restaurants at the minute we rant rant and rave about it and how much we love it all the time it's all over our insta that's from little blackwood in mosley so we can't wait for you to listen to that on monday until then take care